Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. That was so rich because Barack Obama was decrying the use of identity politics. <laughs> Good one, Barry. <laughs> Good one. The guy who invented right. identity politics was saying, you know, it's a real bad uh, bad thing that we have. Uh, I just love hearing the sound of his voice. Oh. That take us back to just a wonderful time in America. Well, you know, the problem is none of the Democrats want Joe to show up and campaign. <laughs> so Barry's going back on the campaign trail. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and he was he was on that same, he was on a podcast, and he was saying, "Ah, oh, stop obsessing on Trump." You know, it's, it's, you shouldn't be obsessing on Trump. Yeah, obsess on you know the economy and stuff that concerns people. <laughs> it's like, dude, who's you're pulling the strings of this whole thing behind yeah. the scenes, right? You know he is. Oh, of course he is. It's him, Susan Rice, his wife, and Valerie Jarrett. <laughs> right, his two wives. Yeah. Well, his, his second wife and third wife. Yeah, right. And uh, it, 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 you know he's putting that out there because he's going to go campaign for people. Of course. You know, they, they will say anything. In fact, what he said was, these seats are so important. They're very powerful, and it's important that we hang on to power. That's all they care about. Right, right, right. They don't yeah. care about you. No. They care about whether or not they're going to hang on to power. And so, yes, he's going to go out there. And <laughs> it's so – I was talking about this earlier. And by the way, good morning. <laughs> good I was, morning. I was talking about We're this. both dragging tail today. <laughs> Neither one of us got any sleep, it seems. I was, uh, I was telling you about this earlier. That, <laughs> or, or, or I was talking about this earlier. It's just really weird because you wake up today – Alejandro Mayorkas was saying it's the Republicans' fault that the border is open. Well, of course. <laughs> yes. Joe, of course. Joe Biden sucking on an ice cream cone Ugh. that's 14% more expensive <laughs> than it was last year. And he says the economy's strong as hell. That's what he said. On what, in what dimension? Right. And then there's Barry talking about how, you know, hey, man, it's identity politics is real bad. He's the guy who invented it. He invented it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, you know. Also, the guy who started the, you know, basically the early days of the defund the police movement oh, by sure. demonizing the cops. Every Absolutely. chance he got. Absolutely. Every chance he had. Ugh, I just, I can't stand him. Yeah. So, I, I think this whole thing about not obsessing on Trump is a is a smokescreen. Of course, I all of it behind is. Behind the scenes, he's yeah. just as, they, they, that's, they think that's a winning strategy, sure. so go well, for it, man. It's like the Mayorkas thing, you know. It's like, there'll be a certain number out there who'll say, yeah, it's the Republicans, man. That's uh, why all the people are here, you know. That's right. We didn't Donald do it. Trump's a racist. And you know, what's so <laughs> asinine about the Mayorkas thing is, is that he's been saying all along the border is not open and it is under control and we have no problem down at the border. And now all of a sudden we get close to the midterms and they're reading the polling that people hate what's going on with illegal immigration in this country. And he's like, well, yeah, okay, so there is a problem, but Republicans did it. Republicans did it. I mean, how freaking old are these people? Are they three-year-olds? They're chi- it's so childish. It You're is. right. It's a very childish. Re- well, Donald Trump did it. Yeah. We didn't do it. Uh, yeah. You know, instead of worrying about the actual crisis... They want to make sure they don't get blamed for it, and yet there's no one else to blame. Right. It happened on their watch. Right. This was not going on when Donald Trump was the president. Nope. And They f- rolled back his policies. That's right. And, in fact, I, I went back. This is my exciting weekend time, right? <laughs> I went back and I watched some of Donald Trump's inauguration address, and here's why. We're going into another election here, and we're looking at, like, the J6 committee, and they said they're going to reconstruct the week of the of what oh, happened there, God. and his frame of mind, 
He well, has. Well, they have no evidence, so they got to go with psychological, I guess. Right, and they ha- <laughs> he hasn't testified. They have no idea what his frame of mind right. was that week. But we're going to reconstruct his frame of mind leading up to all this and everything. So I was I was looking at this. You're going to love this. I was looking at all this. And remember on Inauguration Day, you have the previous presidents and mm-hmm. their wives and all that stuff sitting behind you yeah. while you're doing it, right? So he's got Clinton back there and Barry's back there mm-hmm. and Bush is back there and all these people are behind him. And he launches into this thing about how he is, a, you know, not only is it transferring from one power, transferring from one president to the next, and I'm paraphrasing, or from one party to the next, but we are now handing the power back to you, the American people. This is Trump talking. And you could actually see those guys kind of uh, wince. Uh, they kind of winced. Ooh, they kind of uh, winced. Yeah. Not good. And he went on to say, again, paraphrasing, that for far too long, there's been a small cabal of people inside of Washington that has held on to all the power. Well, today <laughs> we're sending it back to the American people. And I believe that that was the moment. Now, they had decided this before, but I believe it was that moment that they set their noses to destroying Donald Trump at all costs. Oh, absolutely. Because they can't have that, can they? No, you can't, you can't shine light on the swamp. They all do quite well there right. <laughs> in the darkness behind the scenes. Bush, too, all of them. It's a machine. It's basically a power and money-making machine right. for the folks who inhabit the government, right. the upper levels of it. And uh, they had to circle the wagons around this guy. Because this guy's rolling in, and they knew it. And this is why he got elected. Because people knew he would roll in like a CEO, like somebody running a business. Okay, what's good for my business? What's bad for my business? Which employees are doing the job? Which ones aren't? I'm going to cut them loose. And, and they knew it, and that's exactly what he did. And what's, what's interesting is that people, on, you know, not, not so much on the Democrat side, but on the conservative side, have been saying for years, remember the whole thing around Mitt Romney? Well, he's a businessman, and we need a yeah. businessman in there. No. They finally got one yeah. who did the job, yeah. and both sides of the aisle hate his stinking guts right. for it. Right. <laughs> and so that, you know, that was the moment when they said, yeah. hey, we've got to get rid of this guy, and then we have to destroy him so he can never come back, which right. they're in the process of doing they're right trying. now. They're trying. It's not everything. working. Right, but they're trying. And so, and, and here's the reason for it. And I include Republicans in this as well. I mean, the Bush-type Republicans, those, those guys. Uh, and, of course, all the Democrats, whether you're talking about Clinton or, or you know, Obama or any of them. Our founding fathers, it's not a history lesson, guys, so don't wig out on me. But our founding fathers knew that for you to have power, you had to have your property. And at that time, right. property was everything from your cash to your cow. Right. Right? Sure. And so you had to have your property. So the elites in D.C. knew that in order to control the American public, they had to take that away from them. And they or did control it. it. You either got to control it or own it. That's right. Yeah. And so they're doing it by confiscatory taxes. The taxes should not be this high, and this government should not be this big, mm-hmm. and doing all the crap that it's doing. It's never intended to be this. It should be less than a quarter of the size that it is right now, yeah. and the yeah. rest of it left to the free market. But they understand that if you're able to hang on to your assets then they're weaker and you're stronger. Right, right. right. And so now we've got high inflation, which is penalizing everybody every day, taking their assets away from them. You're poorer today than you were two years ago. And high taxes taking more money away from you, which means that cabal in D.C. is more powerful than they've ever been, and the American public is weaker than we've ever been. Well, I agree. I mean, how much money money is going into this January 6th thing? (sighs) Of our money. Right. Our money. Because they have no source of income. We are their source of income. That's right. We are their source of income along with 
big corporations that uh, have a nice cozy deal behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They make money off of those. But that's more personal income. Mm-hmm. As far as what they do in government, it's all our money. Right. They have no other source of income but you and me. And so our money is funding their campaign to destroy Donald Trump. Pretty much. And so when Barack Obama says that <laughs> it's, it is, these, these are very powerful offices that he's going to go around and, and sure, campaign for, right. and we have to hang on to that power, that's why. Yeah, I agree. That's Absolutely. what that power is about. I agree. All right, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up for you on KTSA. i got to tell you about uh, Broadway Vascular and Dr. Dallas Broadway and all the physicians at Broadway Vascular. If you suffer from poor circulation, it can be very painful to you. It can even be life-threatening at some point to you. It can cost you a limb or two at some point. you got to get poor circulation under control. And at Broadway Vascular, you don't have to worry about them tossing you in the hospital right off the bat and saying, oh, yeah, we got to operate on you. There are doctors out there who will do that, but not with Broadway Vascular. They are world-renowned in minimally invasive outpatient vascular procedures, getting you well, keeping you out of the hospital, saving limbs, and they do it every day at Broadway Vascular. Hemorrhoids, they're also a very common thing, nothing to be embarrassed about. If you suffer from the pain of hemorrhoids on a regular basis, so they have a painless diagnosis and comfortable, minimally invasive treatment for that as well at Broadway Vascular. Go see our friends over there at Broadway Vascular. Give them a call at 210-465-7015. AccuWeather, it's wet. It's going to be wet most of the morning with rain and possibly a thunderstorm here or there with a high of 66. We're already at our high for the day. Going to be chilly tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny and beautiful, 69. Really chilly on Wednesday morning. Wow. Get a jacket ready for Wednesday morning, but very pleasant Wednesday afternoon. Sunshine in 72. Right now, 66 at KTSA. Good been a while since I've heard Nick Gilder. Two grown men in here doing it. Grown ass men doing it. Why not? Everybody else is doing it driving in. That's what they're doing. So why don't you try that move today here in the office? I want you to go back to somebody back in sales. I want you to walk up to and first of all, here's what I want you to do, Sean. Here's how I want you to do it. I want you to be standing down the hallway, and when you see her, whoever right. it is in sales, I want you to, like, get your eyes wide, like like you got an injection of Adderall. Viagra? Yeah. Yeah. Adderall. Something Adderall, woke you up. Right, right. Something woke you up. Because you were kind of, like, drifting along down the hallway, but then you see her, and you wake up, man, it's like caffeine, and wow, you haul ass. And you grab her around it. Well, actually, grab her shoulders. actually, you walk up behind her, you know, and you stand behind her for a second, and then you slowly put ah. your hands up on her shoulders and you right. lean in to talk to her. And this is what you say. Look at them. Now, very important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters: no serious guys in the 30s. No what? No serious guys in the 30s. So uh, she looks like she's what thirteen? Yeah, she's about that age, somewhere along in there. And no serious guys till you're thirty. And she's trying to get away from him while he's holding her oh, shoulders, God. right? So, so you wouldn't try that with a say thirty-five or forty-year-old here at the office. I'm gonna go to Morgan, our salesperson. I'm gonna come up behind her. Hey, hey, right? No serious guys till you're thirty, right? So 
You wouldn't do it HR. to I, I think she's thirty some odd. You wouldn't do it to her. So you most certainly wouldn't do it to a twelve or thirteen no, year old. No, that's God. And what's really what the creepy wrong with him. Well, what's creepy about it is he does these kind of things all the time and sniffs hair Ooh. and all that kind of stuff. And as Don said earlier, he gets a pass for two reasons. First of all, he's eighty years old, and second of all, he's a president. If you tried it or a forty year old tried right. it to a to a you know, kid who was not the president, gosh. First of all, if the daddy didn't punch your lights out, some cop would find you and want to talk to you. Right, right. Well, yeah. If you go up to, like, a kid, put your he puts his hands on her shoulders from yeah. behind. And pulls her to him. And it. then he gets real close. I right mean, when he, you, have to hear, you can barely hear the audio because he's right up in her ear going, No serious guys till you're 30. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no serious guys till you're 30. And he's, <laughs> he's pressing himself up yeah. against her back. Look, Aqualung. He's a 79-year-old man, and he's pressing himself up against her back. Yes. And but but if this was a one-time occurrence, yeah, you, you yeah. might say, you know, he was eh, off his meds that yeah, day, whatever. But this happens, and it's really weird. And we chronicle it too when he sees uh, these girls like this. It's really weird how he just says, "Hey, you, you know, he I does. see you." He focuses on young girls. He does. It's weird, it man. It's just creepy. the creepiest thing in the world, man. No serious guys till you're thirty. What he told her. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. If he weren't the president, he'd have had his ass kicked a long time ago. Well, he would have had his ass kicked, but, you know, also the cops would want to talk to him. Well, yeah. You know, it's like, dude, what, what, what is your deal? And he would have been fired. I mean, anybody. Any other job, yeah. You, you do that. Go, go do that to one of the adults here, and right. you will get your ass canned by noon today. I'm going to come up behind Iris. Here. <laughs> come up behind Iris with my hands on her shoulder. No serious guys, do you right. it's just <laughs> It's just as weird. As it right, gets, man. Right. Yeah. No, he's, he's got a problem. Yeah. And uh, the problem with guys who have that problem is that if they're never called into account for it, it just goes on and on. Right. Well, I mean, why? let's be honest. Why do you think Hunter is such a freaking weirdo well, I said that sexually? Before. I was just about to say that. Is that, you know, I've said that before. The apple doesn't fall far, yeah. far from the tree. Why is he so messed and, up sexually? And think about this. Hunter shared... His nude oh, photos. God. I know, I, you know, so it's gross to talk about. It is. But, but I mean, he shared true, right? his nude photos and his videos, his sex videos, <laughs> with his father. With his father. Why? That's on the laptop, folks. That's on the laptop. Why would you do that? I don't You're know. You're a grown man who beds your brother's widow. Oh, God. Two weeks after your brother dies, uh. you bed her widow, his widow. <clears throat> and then. You you take videos of you with I don't know hookers and who else, you know whoever else right because right. he was calling up hookers and mm-hmm. escort agencies and all that and you send the videos and the pictures to dad why why I guess he likes looking at them which means they're a messed up bunch of people that's man. what I think that's I, just what yeah I think. I, I think you're right I mean you know very often uh, I hate to say it the sins of the father uh, follow the kid you know and uh, uh, it's you see that with addiction with alcoholism in this case I think it's clear. That there's something really sick going on. He needs to keep his hands off of these people. Well, he's and, not going to. I know, but he no needs to. No one's going to stop him. It's really... It's Until he sticks his tongue down somebody's ear or throat. Then he maybe... Very disturbing. <clears throat> when yes, you see it, is. it, it's very disturbing I, to see what he's I, doing. Because I, you know, sometimes you, we, you, know, you see things happen where he has his hand on somebody's shoulder or whatever. Or yeah. whatever. But this is clearly, clearly he's going up to this young girl. Yeah. Whispering in her ear from with his hands on his shoulder from behind. Uh-huh. Whispers in her ear, no serious guys till you're thirty. That's what he said. 
Well, we, do, we just played the sound. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, and you watch it on video. It's even creepier. Well, see, that was the thing. You were watching it during the last commercial break. Yeah. And, and you went, oh, my God, man, what? Are you serious? And you didn't even have the sound on. No. You just watched. I didn't even have to hear it. Yeah. Just, even if he said nothing. That's right. The body doing chemistry. That is that's, weird. That is just totally off. Yeah, man. Not for a 79-year-old. No serious guy to your 30. Don't keep that in mind. <laughs> that's the president of the United States. Yeah. And he had it. She couldn't get away. He had his hands on her shoulders. And she shoulders. looks. I'm, I'm watching again. She looks creeped out. She is creeped out. She's got that look like, what the hell is going on? Well, you know, he's an adult. He's an old man. He's an oh. adult. And he's grabbing her like that. That's not cool. That is oh. not cool. Not yeah, right. I'm watching it right now again. Yeah. Look in her eyes. Well, oh, my God. Well, get away from me. Well, and there's there's any number of them you can see if you just oh, yeah. Google it on the Internet, and you'll see the girls that are moving away. Yeah. He smells their hair, sticks his nose in their hair, and all that kind of stuff, and they pull It's just sick. It really, really is sick. There's not a single solitary Biden man that is younger than any Biden woman. <laughs> I No. Seriously, I found that over the weekend, and I sent it to when Don. Was that? that was this weekend, and I found that over the weekend. I sent it to Don because I wanted to try to figure out if we could interpret what the man was saying. Do it again, Don. Roll it again. There's not a single solitary Biden man that is younger than any Biden woman. What does that mean? It means that there's no Biden male, there's nobody younger than a woman in that family. So there was no mothers? He didn't have a mother? <laughs> he didn't he's, have an aunt? He's a cracked egg, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, right. He's a cracked and scrambled egg, and he's a creep, too. Somebody sent me a note a minute ago, and we were talking about how the J6 committee is going to reconstruct Donald Trump's frame of mind, you know, that week <laughs> of the J6. And somebody said, well, what was Biden's frame of mind? And we both looked at each other and said, he doesn't have one. <laughs> he has no mind to frame. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> All right, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up. River City Oral Surgery and Dr. Mark Havercorn. They are here to take care of you. And Dr. Havercorn is just giving you a little heads up. Because of inflation, he's got to go up on his prices at the beginning of the year. Now, he's still going to be transparent. He's still going to talk with you about implants and extractions, and maybe you need implants done. Maybe you need, uh, you know, reconstructive surgery on the face. You know, he does all that as well at River City Oral Surgery, Dr. Mark Avercorn. His prices are going to remain on the website, and there's no hook or crook on all that. The prices are what the prices are that you see on the website. So it's not like they're going to hit you with some hidden fee or charge. That's not what they do. But he does want you to call now and get in because the appointments are going to go fast before the end of the year because at the beginning of the year they will have a price increase. So now is the time to see our friends at River City Oral Surgery. Make your appointment today, rivercityoms.com, or on the phone, 210-778-0002. If you could see what I'm seeing right now... Guy that's rocking his boat over here. I can't dance. Your, your boat is totally rocked. <laughs> I was chair dancing. White guys can't jump and they can't dance either, can they? Not this one. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I think it's actually the other way around on that porn tape and the guy out of New York. I think it's the other way around. What do you mean? Well, he says he made that. This is a guy, folks, who's running for office in New York, right? 12th District of New York, right. Mike Itkus. Mike Itkus. And he says he made a porn tape with this porn person in order to promote his candidacy, right? 
that what he said? Well, and he's a big, he's all about sex positivity. Right, right. And so he feels making a porn video with, uh, what's her name, uh, some porn, she's an actual porn actress. He's going up against Nadler. He's uh, he's going up against Jerry Nadler for the same seat. And so, thank God we don't see him in a porn movie. Boy, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about needing You're a talking about the screen. penguin? The penguin. Quack, 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 quack. He gets so he he does a porn shoot with Nick Nicole Sage, who is an actual porn actress. Oh wow! All right, and he releases this thing. Uh huh. He's unmarried. He's got no kids. He's running for office. He's right? running for he's running for the twelfth district seat in the uh, Congress against Jerry Nabs. Right. Okay. So by showing his ads, right. yeah. <laughs> and it's an actual. Is it is it it's hard? It's a full blown. I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's the whole. Oh, shebang. so he it's, it's hardcore. It's hardcore. Wow. Dude. Well, I, 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 okay, I, but my theory hold is still holding up. He says it's to promote, you know, more sexuality and his campaign. I think it's the other way around. I think his campaign is meant to promote this tape because that's where he's going to make his money. I don't, I don't think this guy's going to be making any money <laughs> as a porn actor because I, the thought, of, look, I'm looking at him right now. Good answer. He looks like he ought to be working in a freaking deli somewhere. The last guy that I want to see in a porn movie is this guy. With all due respect to those who work in delis. Right. Well, yes. Don't I'm, spit I'm in our food. I'm not insulting. I'm just saying. <laughs> this guy doesn't look. He ain't John Holmes. <laughs> who? He ain't, even, he ain't even Ron Jeremy. He looks like Lurch from the Adams Family. Oh, he's like a bald-headed guy? He's a creepy-looking dude. Big, huge dude. Yeah, he's... Hey, but it's, it, that's our theme you today. Rang. Creepers. It's the creepers. Per show. Yeah, it must be. You know, I got to say something about great, the we- great way to start a Monday. Isn't it though? <laughs> Weird sex. I did pick up on something that I was at um, uh, this man up conference uh-huh. uh, on Saturday, and Bill Taylor was there. Yeah, nice cap. Thank you. And Bill nice Taylor cap. did a great message. I mean, just really a very, you know, that doesn't message. surprise me at all. Yeah, I mean, he's a natural. He yeah. really is a natural preacher. Uh, but he said something because he, he I I was there as just a dude. I wasn't there in my official capacity. But he did say, "Hey, is Sean in the room and stuff?" At one point, and apparently he and other people have started saying when they're confused by something or upset by something, "Where in the Rima does that make sense?" Uh. Which I didn't. He said that he says that. Uh. Like if he happens across something, like if Biden does something, where where in the Rima does that make sense? Uh. People are apparently saying that. Huh. We're famous. <laughs> he said Rima, not where. <laughs> no, I said where. W-A-R-E. Oh. Where and Rima. Oh, my where God. Where and Rima. <laughs> you, you get it now? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's I'm a little people, slow today. No, you're fine, but that's what he said Like when he gets upset about something. Where and Rima, and he's talking about you and me. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, we got like, a little catchphrase. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Where in rhyme does that make sense? Yeah, that's great, man. Well, I love Let's that. get that on a T-shirt. And that's a that was a really cool. Uh, you know, like I say, the, the the cap and all that. It looked like you had a good time. It was cool. I yeah. mean, they, you you had three great speakers. Bill was the last. Was kind of the headliner. Mm-hmm. Then you had a local pastor, and then from the SAPD, we had Douglas Green, who was their information guy. Oh, Doug Green, guy. sure. Yeah. Known very, Doug Green for he years. Was a very powerful message from that guy. Known him for a long time. And then they had workshops in between. Uh, we had a big barbecue lunch. Good. Uh, it was very cool. It was very, uh, very inspirational. You know what happened to me? And then you went to a wedding, right? <laughs> that went to a wedding right Afterwards, after. Yeah, yeah, until yeah, late. Here, this is what happened to me over the weekend. As we talked about on Friday, it was Nancy and mine 39th wedding anniversary. That's right, right. So, th- this one, you know, Captain John Sadie, 
And you know the way he is. So he puts together all these people that are, you know, our crew. It's just a tight right, right. crew, right? And it doesn't tell me what's going on, right? He just, you know, he calls them up. And he springs for all his meat and everything, and he's going to cook this meal. Well, we have these friends of ours that live in Florida. They were, I talked to him on the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You met him on an airplane or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So (laughs) we're getting ready to ride the motorcycles on Saturday morning, and it's just John and his wife, Linda, and then Scott and his wife, and we're just going to go, and me, and we're going to go for a ride. Nancy wasn't going to go. So pull up to the gas station. I'm sitting there, and John says, I'm going to be a couple minutes late because these friends of Linda's are coming, too, on their motorcycle, and they're running a little bit late. So, hmm, okay, so I'm sitting at the gas station. He pulls up. It's the couple from Florida. Oh, wow. They got on their motorcycle and rode from Florida to San Antonio to be with us on our anniversary. Oh, wow, man. That's great. Isn't that insane? That's very In fact, cool. Ross is uh, leaving the hotel right now to, to right. He, he slept in the panhandle last night of Florida going back toward his house. But, I mean, I was just I was shocked when wow. they pulled up. And there, That's great, dude. There they were, man. They came all the so way So a little more than Whataburger this year for your <laughs> anniversary, huh? Yeah, it was a little more than Whataburger, I'll say. <laughs> it was a great gift. That's though, you know, excellent, excellent. Deal. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. More Wearing Rhymer with the Days coming up next. KTSA. Is it October 17th already? Yes. Where is October going? I don't know. I can't hear myself. <laughs> There you go. Now I can hear my music so loud. I can't hear myself. Don's rocking out there. Don Cooper's rocking out there in the booth. It's like, what? I'm here. He's right there. He's sitting right there. All right, so what day is it? What's it going is on? It's October 17th. It's Forgiven X Day. Forgiven X. So if you did something rotten to an X. Uh, or they did something right. Oh, no. They, I'm used to it going that way. But if they did something bad to you, forgive yeah. them. That's a good idea. Anyway. I'm kind of the inversion of that. It's like, hey, I'm sorry for all the crappy stuff I ah. did to all of you. Uh, no, but that's a good thing to do anyway. Yes, it Just is. Just say I yes. forgive you, man. It's Four Prunes Day. I'm sorry? Four Prunes. The number four prunes. So you're supposed to eat four prunes. <laughs> no, thanks. I think we should both wait until we're off the air at least. Yeah. <laughs> You know what prunes do. Yeah, you have enough trouble with that anyway. That's right. You know, not to interrupt you, but U.S. 90 at couples, yeeks. You know, stay away from that. Oh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's National Boss Day. National Boss Day. Thank you, Greg and Elaine. Mm-hmm. Elaine and Greg? Elaine. <laughs> Greg doesn't really care. We kiss his fanny, but Elaine, she demands it. <clears throat> No, bud, that's okay. You don't have to wish me a National Boss no, Day. You don't have to. No, no, uh, bud, go ahead and yeah. say hi to Elaine. You're fine, man. Sorry. <laughs> Kiss her butt, not mine. It's National Pasta Day. Oh, I had pasta yesterday. Ooh, I love me some pasta. It's not spaghetti and meatball yesterday. At Hamburger Helper, does that mm. count? Yeah, sure it does. It's got the noodles. <laughs> it's got the noodles. It's got the little noodle thing. I want some actual pasta tonight, mm-hmm. though. It's finally Wear Something Gaudy Day, which I tend to do every day. I was so. going to say. And it is October 17th. Yes. Today marks 33 years on the air for me today. Well, that's nice. 33 years ago, October 17th, 1989. Congratulations. It was my first day on the air anywhere, uh, WCEI in Easton, Maryland. It was also the night of the San Francisco earthquake, so I was on the air. Right oh, I remember that. Ripping and tearing from the, AC, from the uh, AP printer. Is that the one we were watching Monday Night Football? And uh, is, is, is that the, the one that I was, Right. 
It was Monday Night Football. Yeah, that or the... Uh, There's a baseball game, yeah, too. Yeah, the Giants, right. I think we're playing. Was it a oh, World Series right? game? Uh, for some reason, I think it was. I think but, it was a World Series game. Yeah. And man, they didn't didn't the uh, the state part of Candlestick collapsed or something? What yeah. happened there? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think one of the there was damage to one of the bridges there. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah, bridge collapsed on top of the yeah. other one. On so it's hard, really hard for me to forget my first day on the air because yeah. uh, that was that I was just learning. I was on that evening, mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to do a show, and also I'm having the back time in the special reports. Because you couldn't record them then, you had to get you know get right on them. Right, and I'm ripping crap off of uh, the Associated Press printer and reading it, and it was nuts. My first day on the air, I had we we did we had to read news, right? right. I was a disc jockey and had to read news just like you did while we were disc jockeying, and I had this thing come across the wire. Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. It was the wow. weirdest. It was the weirdest thing. Huh? <laughs> my my co-host was Marconi. <laughs> That's right. It's like, hey man. <laughs> A telephone. The business What's this? Has, business has changed <laughs> over the past three decades. It really, yeah. really has a lot. Well, it yeah. certainly has, and uh, and some for the better, some not. Right, but right. it really is a different uh, world these days. Right. I think what I miss not so much anymore because talk radio is different. But in those days, everything was manual. Right, mm-hmm. you had to hit everything. Every commercial was on a tape. Every I love song that. was on a tape. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I and it, it was really there was an art form to it. We had this thing called turntables. Dirt Wow. <laughs> yeah. Stone Age. Yeah, to cue a record. <laughs> With a flint rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. True, man. We uh, got our first CD player while I was there in those early days. Is that right? Thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear a secret? Because I, I can sure. tell this now. It's been so long. Okay. In the middle of the night, I used to play a Till Tuesday song. Uh, I think it was um, Life Could Be Life could be great, or something like that. Uh-huh. It had the f bomb in the middle. Oh, just, did it? I would it really? play it in the middle of the night, and uh, nobody would am- notice. Amuse myself. Nobody, nobody would, would call. Nobody would call. Because <laughs> <laughs> life could be blank yeah. and great. Yeah. Oh man, I would oh. play that in the middle of the night just to amuse myself. Hey, it gets you a whole lot of trouble today. Went on the air naked for about a half hour once. What? I think I told you that. Uh, you did that last weekend here. No, right? I tried no, to tell I you, Sean, put no, your no, clothes I, on. I've had my clothes. Stitched into my skin, so I actually can't get <laughs> naked anymore. Can't get naked it's physically anymore. impossible. Hey, I want to mention Friday morning since we're talking about radio. The sure. Jimenez Radiothon oh, yeah. is yeah. coming up on Friday, and a couple of things. I've got this uh, story that I've been doing all morning about how twenty-five percent of Americans are not going to do Thanksgiving this year because of the economy. Yep. They can't afford it with the price of everything going sky high. That twenty five percent of people are saying no, no, no Thanksgiving for us this year. It's way too expensive. So it, it, as you look at the price, and I was talking about the price of turkey, been talking about that for several weeks now, and how high it is now, and all the other fixings and everything. Well, the costs to Jimenez have gone way up as well. I mean, right, you know, right. they have to buy this stuff too. And although <laughs> we get a little bit nicer break on the food that we buy and all that for this, it's still you know the costs have gone yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And so we really, I mean, like never before, are going to need your help uh, this year. And really, I was just telling Sean off the air, I get it that we have, you know, issues with trying to, you know, gas and groceries for our, for our own family and putting Thanksgiving together for our own family. But for as tough as it can be for those of us who are actually working, for the people who aren't working for whatever reason or they're on a <clears throat> minimal pay job, uh, this is going to be absolutely a one of the most devastating years mm. for them. So your help, 
with the money is going to be more important than it's ever been. And I've been doing this now for over 15 years, raising right, money right. for Jimenez, and this is the, the, more important than it's ever been, trying to get these people what they need so that they can put on what is, no doubt, the largest Thanksgiving meal on planet Earth for people. Yeah, and you can donate now. You don't have to wait till Friday. You no. can go to the website, ktsa.com. There's a whole page dedicated to it. You just click and make your donation there. And we know think times are tough, but, I mean, you have to consider this. Every amount feeds somebody. What is it, like two people are fed, I think, from $5? Now, it's probably a little different this year, but still 5 10 20 50 bucks. Those are the meat and potatoes of, of, of the drive, really. Doesn't take you, much. We get the big donors, yes, and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, what, the folks who really make all the difference in the world are those, are those 20 and 40 and $50 donations. Well, and you know, nobody should, <clears throat> nobody should go hungry no. at, at, at any point, but nobody should really go without having a Thanksgiving meal. And one of the things that him and his family does, and this was really important during the pandemic, is that they deliver these meals too. Now, we always do the deal at the convention center. Right, right. And, and we're going to do that. But they deliver the meals to families as well, to folks who can't get out right, for whatever right. reason. They're, they're called shut-ins, you yeah. know. But um, that's one of the things that they've been doing now for the past several years, and it's really brought a light to a lot of people's lives. When somebody shows up on Thanksgiving Day and, and sees somebody who is sitting there all by themselves in a you know dark, cold, lonely house, and says, "Here's a Thanksgiving meal." Have yeah, because that's a big part of it. They drive yeah, sure. to the shut-ins, you know, and, sure. uh, and deliver these meals. So it's, you know, those were the first things I did when I started here at KTSa. And you know, we haven't. Uh, this is a, especially going to be a cool year because we haven't done it from the lounge in what two years. Mm-hmm. This will be the first time we're all back inside the lounge. We'll get to see old friends that we haven't seen in a while. Because mm-hmm. some of these folks we only see once a year. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it. That's right. But you see him every year, yeah. you know. So, uh, but yeah, keep those donations. Uh, get it done early. Uh, KTSA.com. Coming up this coming Friday, and we'll be uh, on the air talking about it all day on Friday. All right, quick break. More wearing rhyming. Coming up for you here on KTSA. I'm looking at you. Wow. Yeah, that's us, and we're wet because it's wet, and that's okay because we needed it to get wet. It's a little moist out there today, just we, a little moist. We needed it. We needed it to happen. Yeah. So the Democrats have been screaming for a long time now that Republicans make it so hard for people to vote. People can't vote because they make it so hard. Oh, God, here we go. And here, you know, <laughs> Joe Biden last year, you boo Connor, man. You boo Connor is who you are. You boo Connor. You George Wallace, man. That's no, who you stop. are. You George Wallace and boo Connor. Mm, you know? mm, mm. And so, uh, you know, we what we got to do is we got to make it really, really easy for people to cheat by mail because that's how we won 2020, cheat by mail. And right? if you don't like it, it's because you're a racist. Right, exactly. So there's this new variant now of uh, COVID over in uh, in China. China. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it evades all the other treatments, all the other vaccines. Right. Monoclonal antibodies have no effect on this. This is what they're telling us. Yeah, it's the midterm. It's the midterm variant. <laughs> what the hell do they care in China? She should just declare, I won election. Yeah, they go me. It's the midterm uh, variant the midterm that's coming. Variant. So get this, man. So, you know, Florida just went through Hurricane Ian. People's right. lives are totally destroyed, right? Right, right. So along comes my president, Ron DeSantis, and he says, Now, here's what I'm going to do for right now. So I'm going to sign an emergency executive order, and this is just for, for this election, and it's going to expand 
ban mail-in balloting access and early voting capabilities, which is exactly what Democrats have been screaming at the top oh, of their yeah. lungs for. They love mail-in balloting. We got more mail-in because it's easier to cheat a mail-in. So, and but now the Democrats are screaming that DeSantis is expanding mail-in balloting, and for the people that live, <laughs> you you can't do that. You're expanding oh, mail-in balloting. You are you serious? I'm dead oh, serious. God. And uh, they, they, you know, they've been screaming for a long time about how they want it expanded. So yes. he expands it. If it, you know, I said this this morning. If if it were a Democrat governor who was doing this, to be like, yeah, 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 great idea. This is wonderful. Black people can't vote after a hurricane. Right, right. And conversely, if if Ron DeSantis was asked to expand it, and he said, nope, nope, it is what it is, oh, I'm yeah. gonna, they'd be screaming too. You should expand it. He well, should expand it. There's, you know, really nothing the man can do that they're not going to accuse him. That is my point. Of, yeah. You know, I mean, they they scream and yell about mail-in ballots. Right. But if DeSantis does it, then it must be racist. See, that's right. It's, <laughs> it's a bad well, thing. Well, all those Republicans, they're the ones that are going to This is what they're saying. This is Washington Post, our own beloved ABC and right. CNN. Um, they're saying, well, it's because it's Republicans over there that are going to get to vote. The Democrats won't get to vote by mail. See, they're so full of crap, and that's the part. That that's, is, that's the, it right that's there. That's it right there. They're hypocrites. It's just stupid. Look, look, it's it's no different than you have the Biden administration busing and planing people all across the country, uh, migrants, and that's fine. Uh, Greg Abbott does it. DeSantis does it, and it's racist. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what they do. Right. Okay. Ron DeSantis could lay golden eggs and hand them out to people. Everybody in the country. Everybody in the country. And, well, he's racist because, you know, eggs are racist. You know, it's, yeah. they wouldn't matter. The eggs are gold. He could cure cancer tomorrow. Right. Well, maybe people still wanted their cancer. Right. I mean, they'd, they'd come up with something He's only negative. curing it for white Republicans. He's only curing it for rich white men. Right. So, you know, the, with that crowd, there's not a damn thing he can do right. And I, he knows that and he doesn't of care. Of course he does. He's going to do what's right. And he doesn't care. Christians who are caught praying, reciting scripture, or crossing themselves near an abortion center could be sentenced up to six months in jail in the U.K. Oh, come they on. They are re- But check this out. They are revamping the crackdown rules aimed at curbing protests against the practice. Under current legislation in the U.K., it can already be offense to, and by the way, that's an offense with a C, an offense right. to audibly pray within so-called safe zones established around abortion clinics. Those who recite scripture, genuflect, sprinkle holy water on the ground, or cross themselves if they uh, perceive a service user is passing by are liable for fines under the existing regime in a safe zone. And when I did the story this morning, I said, isn't it great to live in a country, the United States, where we have freedom of written? No, we don't. <laughs> because, Sean, here's the interesting twist to this. While in the U.K., if you pray, genuflect, or sing outside of abortion clinic, they're talking about putting you in jail for six months. Here in the U.S., Joe Biden is sending the FBI to people's homes mm-hmm. for doing the exact same thing and threatening them with 11 years. Yep, yes he is. So we sit here and we go, God, it's horrible what the U.K. is doing to Christians over there who are just merely praying and singing hymns outside of a a center, of an abortion center. Yes, the same thing happened here, 
and Joe Biden sending the FBI to these people's homes, rounding them up, and threatening to throw them in prison for 11 years. They took that one guy, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, Hugh or something Hauk. like that, Hauk, and uh, they took him away and didn't explain that this was after 25 or 30 of these guys show up at their house. And they've got assault weapons. I mean, they've got they've got military grade weapons, uh, and and they take him away and wouldn't tell his wife what the charges were, didn't tell anybody why they were taking him away. They just put him in a car and drove him away. Which is what they do in China. They disappear you. That's right. So you're right. Yeah. At least in in Europe, in the UK. Yeah, you make it what six months? Six months for praying out the so close yeah. to an abortion clinic. Yeah, here the FBI just swoops in and takes your ass away with guns drawn. With guns drawn. I mean, you right. see these guys walking around. Yep, with the finger extended on a big piece of on a big freaking gun. I don't know if they're auto or semi-auto, but it must be semi-auto. I would assume. But still, what do you need that for? There's like seven kids in that guy's house. Right. Right. And you're walking around their lawn with that, and and you want to ban all guns for everybody else? Right, right. So uh, for as bad as we think it is over there, they're only getting six months in jail for this. We get, what, 11 years? 11 (laughs) years is what he's threatening them with. God. So there's another story that's like that. Uh, There's this woman who's a Christian. Oh, yeah, I saw this one. And a devout Christian who worked for four years at the Brighton Horizons Children's Center in Studio City, California. Now... There's some LGBT uh, plus whatever books and stuff, and well, there are there are franchises, so corporately they're known for supporting LGBT as a as a daycare company. There you go, and so she's she's working there, and they you know they wanted her to read these books to these little kids, and she said no, that you know that goes against my Christian beliefs and all that. Can I have a religious exemption for that? And apparently, the person who runs the school said, no, you have to read these books, right? Well, what happened, I think, is that she had had a tacit uh, okay on religious inclusion right. internally in this particular daycare. Right. Uh, what happened was somebody in upper management corporately right. found out right. that she didn't want to read these books. That's when they said, well, no, you have to read these books. You're out right. of here. She was, she, was being, she was given a pass, and then somebody right. said, oh, no, now we're yeah. going to. We're going to punish you, right? which right. is essentially what that was. Yeah. We're going to make you read these books. And she said, no, that goes against my religious. In fact, it was, would violate my religious beliefs and constitute promotion of intimate relationships and choices that are contrary to the teachings of my faith. Right. That's how she put it. And so they fired her. They canned her, right, for not wanting to read these books. And my question was, would they have fired a Muslim or forced a Muslim to eat pork? Nope. But not in a thousand years. A Muslim <laughs> eating pork her words, right. violate my religious beliefs, a Muslim right, right. being forced to eat pork, uh, or contrary to the teachings of my faith. So they would not do that to a Muslim. They would never say to a Muslim, nope. you have to eat bacon this coming Friday morning. They, right. they would nope. never do that. So why would they try to force a Christian to go against her religious Because faith? she's a Christian. Exactly. Because she is a Christian. That's, that's, right. the, that's the, the watermark. That's all, all other religions... You know, and, and mind you, these are also people who you know are fairly anti-Semitic. And let's just be honest, okay? They just call them Israelite. They just call them Israel, uh, you know, Israelis instead of Jews. Okay, on the left, uh, there's no other religion that they put to this standard. None. 
and would never think to do so. They would never think to do anything like that to a Hindu, mm-hmm. to a Muslim. No. You know, it would never a cross Sikh. A, a Sikh. It would never cross their minds to say, well, let's, let's take Sikh, for example. Okay, they don't cut their hair, right? right? So you never get a haircut. It'd be like having a Sikh guy working for your daycare and say, hey, you know, you, you can't work here unless you shave the beard and cut the hair, mm-hmm. hair off. Right. That would be, again, a religious exclusion situation. They only focus on Christians because they see Christians as the only enemy of abortion in america and they would never go to say an atheist and say you, oh, yeah. you have to sing amazing grace friday morning right. at chapel same thing yeah you would they would never do an it atheist to do that they would never do it think about that an atheist would get more of a religious uh exemption uh, exemption <clears throat> than a, uh, a practicing christian does correct and that's just not in this daycare that's across the the board corporately in this country right now i think that's right that, you know, and uh, they're, they're, people roll their eyes when you say there's a war against Christianity in this country, but there is. There is. It's not a shooting war. It's not a loud war, but it's there. So, you know, if you go and you pray in an abortion clinic, then Joe Biden's going to send over the FBI to pick you up. Or if you say, listen, that goes against reading that book to children, goes against my religious beliefs, then you're fired. You're yeah. fired. And, and, and they would never fire any of these other groups. No. And look at it if you're just a civilian, just a parent who doesn't want this sex stuff taught to their kid, and you go to a school board meeting, you're a domestic terrorist. That's exactly right. Which did happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Multiple times. Yeah. All right. Quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up at Bridgehead IT. That's Bridgehead IT, and security threats are everywhere. Cybersecurity threats are a really big deal. The bad guys are out there, and they're trying to hack into your system, to your IT system at work. Don't let this happen to you. Bridgehead IT, they are the cybersecurity experts. They understand cybersecurity, and they have people on duty 24-7, 365 at Bridgehead IT looking at cybersecurity threats that are going on all over the place. Ransomware is a big deal, man. You wake up, you get to work, you turn your computer on, it doesn't work, and say, why, how come? And the next thing you know, it's because hackers got into the system, and they now control the system. And you got to pay them a ton of money to get to, to reclaim the control of your system at Bridgehead IT. They can protect your business. By the way, they can protect your business on property as well with cameras that they can install so you can monitor what's happening inside and outside of your building as well. That's Bridgehead IT. Your cybersecurity and IT specialist at 210-477-7999. Accurate the forecast is wet this morning, and it's going to be that way throughout the morning. And you are basically at the high for the day. We've already reached it. Temperatures are now going down. So the high today was 66, and that was last hour. Now the temperatures are falling. Tomorrow, partly sunny and beautiful and 69. Wednesday morning is going to be quite chilly when you wake up, but a beautiful day with a high of 72. We're now at 64 KTSA. Fun. All right, Mr. Rhino. Nail me. Excuse me? Hit me. Oh. <laughs> Taking our relationship a little far. Aren't well, you? you know. All right. Um, well, this is just funny. Well, it's not funny. It's based out of a tragedy. This uh, this horror show at Riley, uh, R- Riley, North Carolina, where you have a uh, a fifteen year old who kills a bunch of people with a shotgun. Right. Right. Five people, I think, he killed, uh, and then he he was taken into custody. Uh, he's been hospitalized. He, he got shot. Uh, but uh, one of the uh, cops or one of the uh, deceased was an off-duty police officer. You know, just uh, another one of those. Another one of those horrible crimes where somebody thinks that they deserve the right to take other people's lives. 
didn't they? I, I don't mean to take you well, off track, but didn't they? They released the uh, body footage from the cop this uh, this I, weekend. I think so. I haven't. They seen released it. it this weekend, and it shows him mm. while he was injured and shot, chasing this kid yeah, down and yeah. shooting him. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Well, but Biden jumps in. Yeah. Yeah. And Biden's uh, a state. He he offers a statement. For the lives we've lost and the lives we can save, I took historic action to stop gun violence in our nation, including signing the most significant gun safety law in nearly 30 years. But we must do more. We, we must pass an assault weapons ban. The American people support this common-sense action to get weapons of war off our streets. So that's no condolences for the families, no you know words of comfort of any kind, starts touting his own gun legislation. And we need an assault weapons ban. You know what's interesting about this story? Oh, yes, I do. You know where it's going, right? <laughs> Kid used a shotgun. <laughs> Joe Biden, if you remember several years ago, <laughs> hey, buy a shotgun. Just use a shotgun, man. There's my Did notes. Written That's down? my yeah. notes. He, yeah. Yeah, it's, that was his whole thing. Get a shotgun. That's safer for you. He was the one who said, get a shotgun, go out on the back porch in the dark, right. and fire it into the sky, <laughs> and you'll scare the, you'll scare the bad right. dudes off. The bad dudes off, right. And uh, first of all, anybody who is a responsible gun owner knows that when you fire something up into the sky, what goes up must come down. That's right. That's right. So, well, and and uh, I I guess, but I guess now a shotgun is considered an assault weapon. See, and that's how it goes. Yeah. So that's always been my gripe about this because, sure, the 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 very weapon that he wants to ban, the so-called assault weapon, right, which is a bullcrap of a of a designation for it because it's still single action you still right, gotta right, pull right, the trigger right. each time you want a bullet to come out the end of it but it doesn't stop there right so then it expands and it goes to shotguns mm-hmm. and the next thing you know it's the nine millimeter that i carry on a regular basis or the 45 that i carry and the 2200 rifle or whatever mm-hmm. yep and so uh you know this this kid used a, a shotgun and you know now the president wants to ban shotguns but when we talk about the people in las vegas last week that were stabbed to death he hadn't said anything about banning knives a ban against assault knives no but it's because they they need the definition of assault weapon to remain fluid for that very reason absolutely because you could put anything into that column absolutely put a slingshot into the into that column if you wanted to because i tell you and you know this too when you get people on the air that are pro all this stuff Mm -hmm. And you ask them, well, what can you define what an assault weapon is? Impossible. They never have an answer. Right. Well, you know, they're like what military guys carry. Military guys carry fully automatic mm-hmm. weapons. Well, see, that's the other thing. They think that th- these things are fully automatic. Yeah, yeah right. Right? And they're not. <laughs> no. Automatic, see, there's two things about this story. First of all, automatic weapons were banned back in the 30s here in the, in the, right, in the right. country. So they're illegal for, for, for the purposes we're talking about. The other thing is, there's already laws against 15-year-olds having weapons and shooting them. That's right. That's right. So too young. Y- you want to tell me that another law is going to prevent this from? It's not. It's no. not going to change anything. No. Well, and and they they never ever can own own up to the fact that in all the Democrat-run cities and towns and municipalities where they have these draconian gun laws, and I knew I know because I grew up in a place like this, crime is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Gun violence is off the charts because the bad guys know mm-hmm. that more than likely, if I want to rob you or kill you, you're not going to have a gun. Mm-hmm. And they can't, they just act like that's not going on. And if you bring it up, 
then you're a racist because so, you're in predominantly black neighborhoods, right? And if this guy wanted to kill people, he was going to use a gun or a knife or his car. Or his car. So it happens all the time, and it's just a political talking point, a political ploy. But the other thing is, and this is the overarching reason that the Democrats do most of what they do, whether it's high taxes, whether it's causing inflation, which takes more of your money out of your pocket, all these things that they do is all about one thing and one, dumbing down the education system. It's all about one thing and one thing only, and that is control. And they know that they cannot control an armed population. Right. They know that. Absolutely. And Joe can prattle on all he wants to about, well, I've got the Hellfire missiles and the F-16s, and I'll just blow your ass up, he said. <laughs> you know what, Joe? No, you won't. And and that's the thing. is Democrats, well, the Washington, D.C. establishment is all about controlling yeah. the population. Oh, no, absolutely. Through all those means that I just mentioned. And that's the whole gun ban thing is that the only way we can control people are, are they know they cannot control an armed population. That's right. And so did our founding fathers knew that. Right. And so did Hitler. And so did that's right. who wanted to take absolute control. There the first go. things you do that's right. is you get the guns out of the population. Right. So, no. no sorry, it's not Joe. about crime. It's not about protecting no. people or else they'd be talking about Chicago. They'd be talking about Chicago, Baltimore, Philadelphia. They'd be talking about these towns. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. But they don't. All right. You know, a quick break. More Warren Rima coming up for our friends over at Alamo Water Softeners. You know, the key to having great water at your home is having soft water at your home with an Alamo Water Softener made right here in San Antonio for our hard water. But also another key to great water is purification of that water. Getting those forever chemicals, those PFAS, out of your water. Yep, those forever chemicals are here. They have detected them in the groundwater. They have detected them in people. And those, obviously, because of their names, they don't go away. The PFAS are forever chemicals. They stay around. So what you need to do is make sure that you're getting it out of your water. And Alamo Water Softeners does that for you with their filtration system. And right now, during October, they have their whole home filtration bundle pricing. Alamo Water Softeners Advanced Technology. That's complete whole home coverage that protects your family from harmful contaminants that may be in your water. Let's find out the condition of your water and see what's going on with it by having one of their whole home specialists come over and do a water analysis. It's not going to cost you anything. Then they're going to make helpful suggestions for you. And during the month of October, you get whole home filtration bundle pricing from Alamo Water Softeners at alamowatersofteners.com. Or... Or he uh, sneaking up behind a teenage girl and putting his hands on her shoulder. No serious guys till you're 30. Which means what? Have sex with lots of non-serious right. guys. Right, sleep around till you're 30, huh? That's what he told like a 12 or 13-year-old girl. Oh, well, Don has the sound. He's we the president. Play. We could play. Yeah, he's the president. I say, and he, he, he you know, it's creepy. It's creepy. I'm admitting it's creepy. <laughs> But he got right up against her back and then ran his hands up on her shoulder. Oh, God, it's hard to watch. It is hard to watch. I think watching that might be a crime. Well, yeah, it is. (laughs) It did make me throw up in my mouth. Listen to this. Take it, Tim. Now, very important thing I've told my daughter and granddaughters, no serious guys in the 30s. Okay. Okay. No serious guys in the 30s. Now. That, first of all, you, you need to know that that's one of his go-tos, kind of like, don't jump when she sees somebody up in the No high. serious guys to your third. He yeah, does don't, that. He does, yeah, right, right. The other thing that he does a lot is he puts his hands on young teenage girls 
A lot. A lot. And he comes up behind this girl, so yeah. she doesn't even know. Uh-huh, yeah. All of a sudden, just feels his hands and on her shoulders. Puts his, puts his uh, mouth up against her ear oh, you know, God, from man. behind her. Hey, let me tell you something, man. Hey, I'm a serious guy. If you're a Democrat and you're listening, are you cool with that? Um, they Is are. that cool? Are no, you cool with that? They are. Now, they are because it's him, If and he's a Democrat. If Donald Trump were uh, to do that, Ron DeSantis, no, I just want yeah. I just want to flip that for a minute because they lost their minds over Donald Trump saying he would grab a woman. He no evidence that he ever Off did. Mike to another dude. They just right. locker room talk. Right. I'm not dismissing it because it's no. a horrible thing to say, but locker room talk between two dudes who thought it was just the two of them talking to nobody else was right. listening. Right. But anyway, whatever. Uh, but if he were to, if Donald Trump were to do this. <laughs> Where he came up behind oh, God, a teen, yeah. young teenage girl and said, hey, yeah, but let me put my hands on your shoulders. And, you know, what's weird about this guy is it's almost as if, no, it's not almost as if, it, it is. Every time he sees one somewhere, he just lights on Teenage her. girls, he focuses weird. on them. It's it is weird. weird. And like, even younger. Yeah. It's like a couple of weeks ago they were doing the thing, remember, where they had the baseball, I guess it was the Braves at the mm-hmm. White House. And he goes, "Oh yeah, hey, you. Oh, yeah. Come here. Come here. You come here. One of the kids. Everybody under 15, come here. And he says to this girl, the 15-year-old girl, she was under 15, come here and stand. You got it, too? You got that one? Oh, yeah. Come over and stand next to me. It's like, okay, you're <clears throat> creeping. You're creeping me out. Well, and, and look, but this is the same gang of folks who still consider Bill Clinton to be an icon of their party. Right. And that guy was a rolling sex crime. He was. That guy lied under oath to cover up an affair with, mm-hmm. a, with, a, with a young intern. 22-year-old. And, and they, he's been accused of rape, mm-hmm. okay? And they don't care. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden has been accused mm-hmm. of, uh, of uh, certain uh, mm-hmm. things. Uh, if you remember back on the campaign trail, mm-hmm. who, who was the woman that, uh, I can't remember her name now, who said that he had pawed her oh, and I put remember. his hands on her breasts No, and no it was worse than that, where he put his hands. Oh, that's right. It was right. worse yeah, than that, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. what he did, but allegedly. That, but that just went away. It's just gone. They don't Don't care. If it's a Democrat, they don't care. They will not say a word, and that's why you won't get a call when you say, and you you, you go on the air, and I hear you do it, Democrats, call me and tell me if you're okay with this. They're not going to call, because they are. Apparently. They're perfectly fine with him pawing them and doing what What if it was your daughter? You ask the Democrats. What if that was your niece or your your daughter or your sister? They would be fine with it because it's a Democrat. (laughs) You put Donald Trump doing that, and I'm telling you right now, they would lose their ass all over the place. They'd have, have, like, retired cops on the air saying, well, we're looking into this. It could be a crime. No, they would. You know, they'd be analyzing the hell out of this. Javier would have him him busted. (laughs) Javier would would do a news conference. (laughs) I saw the president put his hands on a young girl's shoulders. Yeah. I've decided to see if there is a criminal connection to Bear County. Right. Exactly. Because he was in Texas when he did it. Well, you, you saw what he did this weekend, though. What was this? All those guys that DeSantis flew up there. Right. He said they're all victims of crime. They are not. And so they get a special they get a, they get a special visa because they're victims of crime. So they, they get a special visa so they can stay here because <sighs> he has de- designated them as victims of crime. No, they're criminals. They're criminals. They're, they're the ones breaking the law, dude. He, if if they didn't break the law, our immigration laws, then they wouldn't have been here in the right. first place, and they wouldn't have been flown to Martha's Vineyard. That's to the be first offered thing. that criminal waiver, uh, asking the, asking them if they want to go to one of the most expensive resort towns or, or places in this entire country. So when is he going to first of all file charges against Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden does it every day. Here you go again. That whole oh yeah. If a Democrat does it, yeah. it's fine. Joe Biden's doing it every night, Javier. It's fine. It's totally fine. 
and and now he's saying that the actual criminals are victims, and which mm-hmm. is you know that just ought to pit, make everybody in Bear County mad. Well, he's you know he's gone totally political. He really has. You know, and that sad. disappoints me because I like him. Well, I do too. I yeah. like him a lot. That's, yeah. It is disappointing. It disappoints me. Michigan Republicans introducing a bill to define gender transition procedures for minors as first degree child abuse. Good. Good on them. As long as Gretchen Whitmer is there, it'll never get passed. <laughs> but good on the Michigan Republicans good. for filing that piece of legislation because it is a first that degree felony. It is exactly what it is. Child it is abuse. A child abuse. Exactly right. To willingly want to assist a child to mutilate, uh, have surgical procedures that would mutilate them for life, to put them on these blockers, these hormone blockers, these puberty blockers. It's sick. And they do it many times without the parents' approval yeah. or knowing about it. You know, you can't, it, here's the odd thing. You can't, you, a young person cannot get an aspirin from the, uh, from the nurse at the school right. without parental approval to get that aspirin. But they can take them and put them on puberty blockers without it's a, it's parental a, it's approval. It's an agenda. It's, it's the agenda. Insane. Get them while they're young, man. Break down those relationships. Let me tell you about my friends over at Amogee Bank. What a great bank. What a great uh, institution they are. And what a great job they do for families. I call Amogee Bank your family bank. And that's exactly what they are. Taking care of families is their business. And I'm talking about your personal family business. But also, if you have a family-run business, like uh, Nancy and I have the travel company, these folks at Amogee are fantastic at working with families who own businesses. Um, in, in any number of ways. First of all, they wake up every day wondering, okay, how can I improve the lives of the people that we work with all the time? And so they're coming up with strategies. They're coming up with people that you, they can make connections with uh, who can actually help you with your business, right? your family-run business. And then, of course, they have more than 80 branch locations, and they have more than $12 billion in assets. So they have the resources to be able to fund what your family-run business uh, needs. And Look, here's the deal. It, it does make a difference, right? When you're dealing with people who understand family-run businesses, who make that their hallmark and their trade, well, then you've got the advantage for your family-run business. And that is what Amogee Bank is all about. Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 